What's up, everyone? I'm Gavin or Tweak. Wow, I don't know what to do since I'm going next, but uh, hey, guys, it's Haz, aka Matt, aka Haz, actually, is the way it should go. And that's where the intro ends, yeah. That's it. It's just the two of us (laughs) this week. So this will be an interesting one. Charles is currently doing uh, the Summit Reveal Show um, for the people who are being voted on to Summit. We've had a few people on there, so we'll get that update going. And Marcus is out of town celebrating uh, some good news uh, in terms of his wife's job. So doing a good job. They're killing it, but the show must go on. So it's going to be a little quiet. I was going to say it's going to be quiet, but actually that might not be true this week. So we got a lot to cover and a lot to Episode 62. Woo! 62. Sheesh! Sheesh! All right, we're just uh, going to talk about Pokemon, guys. Yeah, actually, yeah. Thank God we could just sit here and talk about Pokemon. World Champions were World Championships were last weekend, actually, which was yeah. actually super cool. But yeah, it was could, fun to watch. We could talk about that a little bit. We'll get into that just a little bit. But we'll t- we're here to talk about Smash. That's what you guys yeah, want to hear about. Yeah, so. <laughs> Rise and Grind. Actually, some really, really good Smash to... Yeah, yeah um, I watched a lot. Yeah, we had that going on. Leo won. Good to see him return to dominance there all ages. Yeah. I don't think I saw him play another character the whole bracket. I think you're right. I think it was all His ages is so clean. It's ridiculous. That was I a know. cool thing. You and I were in a call watching, and you, since you were playing Aegis, you were able to appreciate a lot. I of feel like that's what it is. Yeah, like I put I put some hours into ages, so like I feel like I can just I just I just see how good his ages is a little bit easier now. What do you think he does that's so... Like, what impressed you the most, I guess, is the number one question I'd have for you. Um, one of them, if you're watching, uh, he gets those down to up airs like it's the easiest confirm in the world. He Most of his stocks, at least at Rise and Grind, were just, like, landing that pirate down to into up air. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I also think he just flows really well with the character. Like, I feel like every switch he does makes sense. Uh you know, he does like a Mithra neutral win, gets like some damage, goes for a Pyra conversion. If it works, great. If it doesn't, back to Mithra. Like, it flows so nicely. And we were mentioning before we went live, like, he uses Slingshot really well. Like, he just, it's really hard to put into words, but everything is just so clean. Um, and that's why I picked up Pyra Mithra in the first place for some time, because I just wanted to see, to pick up, like, you know, the best of the best. And. You know, there's you could pick a character like Steve, who's like one side of like the best character spectrum, and then there's like a character like Aegis, where they're both both in that conversation. But for me, Aegis is like more of a traditional character, just really, really overtuned, right? Uh, where Steve is like, I don't know if I have it in me to like learn that. But someone who's been playing Smash for like years and years, like Aegis is just a really good sword character, like. Right. That and that's why I ended up picking them, and I feel like that's like right up Leo's alley. Like he's like the sword character master, probably ever like in Smash history. I would say <laughs> that like, maybe, like, yeah, like Mewtwo King's Marth or something. And then there's like you know like Leo like with swords. Like he's like just for Smash in general, he's like the sword guy. So yeah, I mean, I it's just his gameplay is just so consistent. <laughs> Yeah, as he SDs in the screen, actually, which is hilarious. Yeah. Because that's probably the only way. Just kidding, he's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and he rules, and he honestly, like, the thing with him, too, he bounces back so well. Like, this is yeah. a, remember the last time, he had Smash Con before this, everyone's like, damn, like, he just got kind of wrecked. He takes the losses time. so well, I, I think is where it starts. He gets, like, he gets his lowest placement in a while, and you would think he got first place. His demeanor, His demeanor is no different, and I think that's where it starts. And I feel like... 
I could take that advice a lot myself because <laughs> for me, it's like hard to get out of like a rut when I'm losing because I, I, it's just really hard on myself or like it's just hard to bounce back. With Leo, you like you would think he got his best performance ever at SmashCon because he's just he's fine. He's just chilling. And then so he comes back and wins Rise and Grind, which I feel like is no surprise, you know? For sure. And it was interesting because he, he called out, like, I didn't get to play Onan, though, was one thing that he said. Yeah. In he's like, I did not get to play Onan. I think he's he's cooking up something for Onan. That, yeah. For all, all Steve's period. But, you know, at this tournament, Onan was, you know, most likely to make that top eight and did actually again, too. So, yeah. Steve's still performing well. Uh, congratulations to Anathema, by the way, for a hell of a run. Uh, it was think, a crazy, crazy run. Anathema yeah. won 13 sets, I think, at that tournament. Started top second. 64 in losers, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see Ridiculous. Here. Losing to Burr, really, really good Kazuya, Kazuya player. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Beating Keen, Dark Wizzy, Kirby Kid, who had a good tournament as well. Uh, Epic Gabriel, Apollo Kage, Atata, Onin, this is top eight, Onin, Ned, who also had a really good tournament. Uh, Siski, Zamba, and the Ditto, and that was for Summit Spot 2, which was the most intense Rob Ditto I've ever seen, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, and then losing to Leo. But, I mean, you're going to be gassed at that point anyway, and you have to play against Leo as Rob. Like, that's hard no matter what. And you already accomplished a huge goal in getting into Summit, so congrats to Anathema on a well-deserved. Yeah. I feel like Anathema made a splash. Was it at CEO at a couple tournaments, like, did pretty well, and has a little been a little low-key. But what a way to come back. Like, if there's one tournament you want to do it at, it was this Rise and Grind. Yeah. Or Shine next weekend, because that's also a, this weekend. Also a Summit Qualifier. I feel like Anathema is a bit of a household name, like, the past, like, post-quarantine. Like, consistently, like, in that, like, high parts of brackets, I would say. Definitely. So consistent. And it's so funny, too, because now we're having this back. No one's talking about Steve again this week. What's up with that? It's just gone? Now we're talking about yeah. Rob again? Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> the heck's going on out here we're talking about rob again you gotta be kidding me there's some there's all i mean every tournament there's a lot of rob but we had two rob players in top eight anathema and zamba you mentioned epic gabe was in anathema's path like rob is just as popular as ever just like how steve is everywhere in the brackets too it's just like it's the battle of the the new the new and the old i feel like of ultimate like they're always going to be there. You're always going to have to beat them to win a big bracket, I feel like. At least one or two Steves and Robs. Like they're, they're, you always have to be ready for that matchup, for sure. Yeah, they're they're definitely meta-relevant threats. Like you're, yeah. you're, There's a really, really high percent chance you're going to have to play one, if not both of them, on your way to a top eight at a major. Absolutely, if not, yeah. And when you get to that top eight, there's probably at least one or two. There's probably the more. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they're meta-relevant, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> really, really strong characters. So, again, congrats to Anathema. Very, yeah. very excited to see uh, him play at Summit. 13 wins, too. That was, was a hell yeah, of a run. Starting top 64 in losers and qualifying to Summit from there is like – Kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's an early loss to to, Kaz- to Burr's Kazuya. And then the weirdest matchups that you've seen. Especially like Dark Wizzy Mario can just dumpster Rob sometimes. Sometimes you just die. Which, Absolutely, you know, Rob's, yeah. yeah. Kirby Kid. I feel like that's a good matchup for Rob. But still, you got to be ready to beat Kirby Kid, which is not easy. Gabe yeah. won Rob Ditto. Uh, Apollo Kage, too, who's been playing really well. Got 3-0'd in that yeah. matchup. So, it's just insanity. And Onan. That's probably the biggest win on there. You know, Absolutely, which, which yeah. is crazy. And that really 
uh, is a statement in my opinion. And also we're talking about meta relevant characters. That's two that we're talking about right now. They had to play against each other in top eight. So and I think yeah. a lot of people had Onan qualifying for summit at this tournament. You know what I mean? Like at least, get yeah, it was like the safest yet. and like honestly smartest decision just because of how dominant yeah. Onan has been, not only at SmashCon, but every single tournament they've attended. Definitely. Like, literally winning most tournaments they've attended. So That's right. Louis Money actually put Onan into losers that tournament. And yep. I remember Louis Money saying he was really prepared. And there you go. There's a, you know, a player that's actually ready to fight steve apparently <laughs> unlike most of us who i don't think are <laughs> <laughs> for sure and i think too shout outs to ned having a good tournament as well yeah i was having a good time watching ned play i feel like ned is uh really like getting in stride with sephiroth just because of playing him in bracket every single time like playing sephiroth like mostly still plays pt once in a while but Definitely more Sephiroth than anything else. And it's only going to pay off eventually when you're a player as good as Ned and then when you're someone that's been playing for as long as Ned has. And I feel like there's definitely moments of, like, where it's paying off when I'm watching Ned play. Like, at Rise and Grind specifically, I feel like I was, like, seeing moments where it's like, yeah, like, this is a noticeable improvement from, like, you know, last time I watched or something like that. Yeah, we were saying that when we were watching live. We're like, this he's it's coming all together. You know what yes. I mean? Very very fundies with his with his Sephiroth. Very, very clean. So I'm yeah. I'm glad to see Ned. I feel like he was just finishing outside of top eights many times too at big tournaments. Yes. Like thirteenth, ninth, all that stuff. So I'm glad yes. to see him do well and get fifth. Jared is king too, really, really good uh Shulk player went on a run yeah. to top fifth place. It's good, always good to see Shulk represented at that level because Everyone talks about how damn good Schultz can be. Then it's like, oh yeah, but let's see. Yeah. Jared is King played really, really well. If you're oh. purely a spectator, you wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh everyone talks about Schultz like being like one of the best characters. Like, yeah. Every other character might make more sense, but Schultz, you just don't see it as much. I mean, Kome in Japan is really, really dominant. But I was asking, I think, like, I haven't seen Kome play in a bit, but I don't keep up with the Japanese tournaments as well. So I don't, I'm not sure, but yeah, Jared is King getting top eight winner side with like all Shulk. And I think that character is ridiculous too. So it, it definitely is good to see just because it validates what a lot of the community says. Yeah. At game five against Siski too in, uh, yeah, in top eight that set well, was really so, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So could have gone Beating base way, mage, yeah. I think to get there too. base mage and someone else. Atata. Atata. Yeah. Yep. Those are the two big wins on his way to top eight. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so that was a really good tournament. And, I mean, obviously the big story coming out of there is uh, probably Onan's placement, but also Anathema obviously getting into Ultimate Summit, which yeah. obviously we're going to talk about a little bit more now. This is why Charles is not here today. He's doing the reveal stream today. We have the first couple people getting voted in. Let me take a look and make sure I got the right people. Myron, of course. Shout out to Myron getting voted in already. Yeah. Then we got... Ouch, also getting voted in. Uh, shout out to Canada, their favorite wolf player, of course. My man Dom is voted in. I'm so excited, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. And then uh, we're coming down to the last spot is between uh, AK, Apollo Kage, uh, and Jazzo. So obviously, by the time this airs, we'll know which one of them is in. Yeah. There's a bit of a new voting system where it's all done in one night rather than over like the course of a couple weeks. Um, healthier change for the players trying to campaign. You don't have to 
stay live for like three weeks straight or whatever, you Move know, yourself to a a for, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I, you know, I'm happy either way with AK or uh, Johnson making it in. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. if, if Belmont and Ken get into Summit, though, I'll obviously be really pumped. Like, oh, my God. Obviously. Obviously. We also have Shine coming up this weekend. Hopefully, you're coming through. Um, the reason you weren't at Rising Ride is you weren't feeling well, and you're still on the mend here. So, hopefully, yeah. you're coming through. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I can make it. I'm really excited to play. Um, and I also just really like Boston. And I'm, I can't wait to hang out with, like, you and... Uh, and B is coming with me, so I definitely really want to play. But yeah, I I've been sick. I I took some a few COVID tests and they were negative, but I didn't go to Rise and Grind just because I figured it was just a good idea to play it safe and just kind of quarantine myself for a while and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, um, the brackets came out like the projected bracket came out for a uh, shine, so I've been like trying my best to prepare for that. Um, maybe like play against some of the characters I'm projected to play, like stuff like that. Yeah. I think probably most viewers, uh, they also follow your YouTube and all that good stuff. So they're mm-hmm. probably keyed into the characters you've been playing, but do you want to talk about <laughs> your character choice at all or now? Do you want to skip over? Yeah. That? At first I didn't really want to. Okay. Not because I didn't want to talk about myself or my characters, but it was mostly because like, Obviously, I, like, change my characters a lot, and a lot of it is, like, on a whim, and then they end up not, like, working out, or I end up doing something else. So, like, sometimes I always, like, ho- I want to hold back a little bit on speaking because it might change the next day or something. Um, but, yeah, I've been playing, like, Wario and Pokemon Trainer and Diddy Kong, mostly because, like, they're the characters I've had the most success with, and I'm at a point right now in smash where quite frankly i'm like pretty lost like the game is like so different and like i'm just going with like things i i'm really comfortable with and i've had success with and uh just seeing what happens um so it's not like a huge like you know crazy reason or anything other than just trying to find my way i guess um but it's been pretty fun uh Wario is like such a comfortable character for me. I feel like I can play him like most of the time as if like I've always played him, but and then PT I'm like trying to to work to work with it. Uh there's some moments where it feels great and there's other moments where I feel like I need to put some more time into it, but yeah, I mean it's a pretty interesting lineup. Uh but yeah, I, that's why I'm excited for Shine though, just to 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 play with those characters and stuff. Oh yeah, man, it should be a good time. I'm pumped. And then we have it is also a summit qualifier as yeah, well. A the lot final of good one, right? going. Yeah, Jackal, uh, Zamba, like a lot of really good players can come through and try to qualify. Mars isn't uh, going to some isn't you know invited or didn't campaign for summit, so it's his chance to get in as well. Yeah. Uh, Light is playing there too. A lot of really good players coming through to shine. I think it's going to kind of be similar to Rise and Grind, where like the top sixty four is going to be super stacked, and then that like it's going to be a really good tournament from that point yeah. forward. East Sam too. Haven't yeah, seen I was going to mention that. Haven't seen him play at a big tournament in quite a bit, so I'm excited to see how he does as well. He could also qualify for Summit. Yep. That one is truly up for grabs. So we'll see. It's going to be a good weekend, I think. So I'm pretty pumped. So hopefully you're feeling for well sure. enough to go. It'll be a good one. 
And then the, we also have Ultimate Wanted this weekend as well. Two really good tournaments going on. Stateside, we have Shine. But then also uh, over in, it must be France, because this is all written in, Fran- in French. Yeah. Over in France, they have Wanted, and they have that Riddle. Nuts. Riddles? Yeah, there's the graphic right there. Let me pull it on my side here, too. Full screen, Liz. Zachary is definitely the the name to talk about because kind of like what we were saying with Esam, like just haven't seen Zachary in as many tournaments as the other people on this list. Yeah, Gluto, Zachary, T, Shuton, Riddle, Siski, Chag, like this is just ridiculous. Ashimo, like it's, it's one kinda... of those tournaments where we're gonna be low key watching it while we're at our own tournament. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's gonna be the time difference is gonna be insane, so we might oh, be able true. to watch the whole thing. Like, yeah, we it might... might be twenty four hour smash. Honestly, yeah, true. I I, be good. I forget what it was recently, but I was at a tournament, and because of the time difference, like after like finishing up my day, I would just like watch the Japanese tournament. I think it was like the tournament Zachary one with Sora or something. Oh, like, I was able to, like, watch all that. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I love when that works out. And, dude, I love these. T- I got I want to commentate. Wanted staff. Listen, I want to commentate one of these events, man. And first off, I want to go to France anyway. At the top of my list, no matter what. Second off, the production is insane at these things. Like, the EU scene. I say it every time. Like, truly, the EU scene has. It's always been really good. But it has evolved and grown so much over the last couple of years. Like, it is incredible. They love smash like they love smash so much and it's very clear and i love that so much so get me over there i want to commentate ramses make it happen Come those on. like 3d models are always like ridiculous in the transitions and stuff the trailer too remember this is the trailer we were talking about yeah. last week two weeks ago whatever yeah. this is like one of the best trailers i've ever seen so zach ray is playing again so shine you have like a lot of you know local northeast uh talent well actually just east coast kind of for the most part and then uh, in the United States, and then also Ultimate Wanted. It's going to be a great weekend for Smash Smash viewing, that's for sure. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. What else we got going on? What's good with you, man? How you feeling? I mean, I'm a little better every day. Uh, like I said, I was like practicing against like Steve and stuff today because I'm projected to play Yanni. I think I'm projected to play against uh zamba as well so i'm just like preparing for as much as i can because i feel like i don't normally do that as much as i should so i want to see how that plays out like maybe you know instead of just playing whoever for practice before a tournament like maybe like seek out like players of specific characters that i might play against because the last time i really did that was like smash four so like I definitely don't prepare as, as yeah. I, I don't really prepare as well as I as I could. Uh, but yeah, Call there's me. a couple of people I would I would love to play against as Shine. Like, uh, you know, just get runbacks on people and or play people that are just really good, like Light and Esam and Yanni and uh, uh, Zamba is really good too. Just players like that, I would love to get a chance at playing against them. Play against the Mars Joker. He's yeah. not going ZSS against you ever again, that's for sure. Every character you play beats that character. I feel like Mars is another player where you never know what character he's going to pick, though. We're saying he wouldn't pick Zero yeah. Street against me, but I still wouldn't be surprised if he did. Nah, nah, nah. We'll see. Nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, that's another player that would be great to play. When is the last time I even played? Right? I think Summit, like, three. So 
It was such a classic at one point, you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was like every fucking month. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have coming up? Oh, so also we have uh, the Arcadian, by the way. Speaking of BTS events, um, there are three online qualifiers with both with both East and West Coast brackets. There's only two left, though. One was July 24th. We have one on September 4th, one on October 23rd. So right there, you can qualify for the final bracket at main stage on December 3rd. You can also go to main stage and play to enter into that final bracket as well. So basically, it comes down to the final top 16 from these qualifiers play at main stage on December 4th. Top four is streamed live, and you can win. The top four are, they earn a paid VIP trip to Ultimate Smash Ultimate Summit 6. Uh, so make sure you register now, thearcadian.gg. All the details are in there. Uh, and we love working with BTS, and yeah, yeah they're, they're great. They've done a lot for Smash, obviously. They put on a lot of great events. So make sure you check, check these out. Two more online qualifiers. And main, I mean, Main Stage is always like, it's such a banger of an event, honestly. So yeah, it, it was really, really, really good. Yeah. $50,000 total prize pool? Are you joking? Yeah. And it is an Arcadian. Like, I think we need to emphasize that, too. Like, if you've been... Yes. The, the exact details are on there, but basically, if you've been ranked on a national scale anytime recently, you can't play. So, like, this is all about, like, finding some kind of hidden talent that we have out there. So... Yeah. And if you qualify, too, you get the flights and hotel for Main Stage 2022 covered. So, it's pretty cool. And then, out of that, like, side bracket at Main Stage... I don't even want to call it a side bracket because it's, like, a 50K prize pool, which is insane. But <laughs> in that... In that in that bracket, the top four get VIP slots uh, at Summit, which alone is like a fifteen hundred, like twelve hundred dollar value, something like that. But either way, make sure you check it out. Uh, just basically, long story short, go to the Arcadian.gg. There you go, there you go, Arcadian.gg. But anyway, no, I am looking forward to that. Looking forward to so much. And then I think too, like, I think something that we want to talk about. We watch. I watch a lot of Pokemon Worlds. I don't know about you, man, but I watched a lot of that, honestly. Yeah, I, I watched a lot, especially because I was just waiting for the Scarlet Violet news. And that news we ended up getting was actually really cool. They had a trailer dedicated to competitive play and showing off a new Pokemon. And I just thought that was like such a good opportunity to do that, like right after the finals of Sword and Shield. Uh, like show off some of the new stuff that's going to be available in the in the new games. Um, yeah. But we were talking about it, like we should we should go. Tweak talks go to oh, Pokemon Worlds. Oh, we're going. That's for sure. I'm not hesitating anymore. I just, you want to go? We go. Like that's how yeah, it works. Yeah, we, like, we should. Like we're going. We, we always talk about stuff like that, and we're always well, watching. So yeah, for those who don't, who weirdly don't know, but you and I both really like Pokemon a lot. Like we're, yes. we're pretty big fans. Um, we both play Unite a good amount. Well, yeah. I carry you, but you know, like we play. True. <laughs> I was like, you got to say true for the <laughs> the audio only listeners can't see you nodding. True. <laughs> Um, and I actually have been talking to some people in my community about commentating and like getting into it more. Cause I really like the game. Like, uh, I, I've always liked MOBAs. I like Pokemon, like all that. It, it's just a perfect marriage of two things I really like. So yeah, I'm thinking about getting into it more and Scarlet Violet is looking really, really, really neat. So we're going to yeah. see how that pans out, but I love Pokemon, man. It's such a good, it's such a fun time. And like you said, those trailers, they know that they have good people in good positions over there to like oh, the competitive people are going to be watching. We can't just show them a, tra- a trailer that shows off a new Pokemon. It needs to, like, show off new moves, the yeah. new mechanic, like, new all the items, things that really matter. Like the that, new yeah. items, yeah. Hell yeah, man. They killed it with that. It was so good. Yeah, it was and a really neat trailer, for sure. The Unite Finals, 100k prize pool. It's no joke, man. No joke at all. Yeah. 
I think that's actually low-key a little small for MOBAs, which is hilarious, because it's, like, not a small amount at all by any yeah. means, especially for playing a game. Like, but, dude, it was so good. Like, the finals were so sick. It was it was amazing. I had so all much right. fun watching I just came up with our oh, no. competitive Pokemon Unite team. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Me, the captain. Oh, what? Well, I've already disagreed. <laughs> Hazmat. Yep. Zachary. Okay. Down. Well, he can Charles. try out. Yeah, that's Charles. Charles. <laughs> Charles needs to be on the team. He and Void. And Void. Not, who did Void play? He probably played Greninja, like Attacker, like Jungle. Like Zeraora and Cinderace. Like yeah, definitely. Those are, those are Void styles. Dude, oh my god. That's our team. We win. Well, they could try out. That's fine. We'll see. Really? Yeah. Zach Ray, uh, his teammate, what did he lock himself in the bathroom or, so, or fell asleep, like slept through his alarm or whatever? Yeah. I tweeted, I'm like, I can step up. Come on, man. You need the big, <laughs> big crust to come through? I yeah, Zach Ray hit me up, but I said no. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. We were at Invitational. <laughs> no, was it Invitational? We were so, we were in, I remember being in some like shitty hotel lobby and we we're like, oh, that sucks really bad. Where were we? <laughs> I think we were, it's something, whatever. I man. think it was Invitational. Nah, that was, what was it? I was going to say, that was too no. recent. But I just got into it again recently, so we yeah. unite rule. We play go. Do all that stuff, man. Pokemon. We rules. go. We can't. We can't be the only Smashers who also like Pokemon. It's impossible. It's too good. It's too much fun. Why do you think I play Pokemon Trainer? That's actually uh, low key. I've always thought about that. I'm like, dude, you should play Pokemon Trainer. Like, it makes <laughs> it. It is fitting. Yeah. Of all the Pokemon characters in the game, that's the only one that like. Well, you don't like Gen One. Is the only thing about that. <laughs> You're like an anti-gen. You're like opposite EE. Like, Greninja's like really weird to play in Smash. I don't know how people do it. Incineroar is fun. He's terrible. Incineroar well, is He's the not best, terrible. Though. He's not terrible. Yeah, he's really fun, actually. He's crazy fun in this game. Yeah. Sky J be going in with Incineroar, bro. He's so consistent with that character. It doesn't make Yeah, sense. that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, Incineroar isn't a character you want to play for consistency and blah, blah, blah. But Sky J is pretty damn consistent. Not going to lie. Tell the people who are your top six Pokemon. That's always my favorite question. Top six, you get because you only get six on a team. Yeah, put you on the spot. Sableye, I know mine. Sableye is number one. I was gonna say my number one last, but see you. Oh, so from six to one, you made the crickets chirp. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Like, what do you mean you can't? Because I always do it from best to. I don't I'll do know. it right now. Sableye, Apom. Gliscor, Lorantis. I forgot how much you love Lorantis. Good Pokemon, though. Uh, I yeah. I really like Alolan Marowak. I really like Reuniclus. I like Glycopod a lot. I like Mega Banette a lot. Uh, Going in. <sighs> After Laurentis, I'd say Mega Banette and then Berserker. You are you, you you definitely turned me on to Berserker. I was like, that Pokemon is it's not it. You know what I'm saying? Some people are not a fan. I think a lot of people aren't, to be honest with you. Yeah, you they definitely like weirdly hate Galarian Meowth and Berserker. I don't know you sh- why. You show me the light. I'm definitely down. As a Thank dude you. with a beard, I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm down. <laughs> it's a all Viking. Right. I love it. All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Crustal, Corviknight, Scrafty, Umbreon, Butterfree, Steelix. That's six to one. 
See? See, it's not that hard. I, I love the Scrafty pick. Scrafty rules. I'm such a fan. I'm sick of these evolutions, bro. What's your favorite gen? Seven. Tell the people. Which one's seven for the uneducated? Sun and Moon. I like Sun and Moon, and I like Black and White. Why do you like Sun and Moon the best? Tell it me has it. the most unique atmosphere to me. Um, like, the energy in that in that region is, like, the purest to me. I, it's just so cool and unique to itself. I also think Gen 3 has that going for it, where, like, Gen 7 and Gen 3, like, they, you can't play a game, another Pokemon game, and get, like, those vibes. You you right. have to play those ones. Uh, the Pokedex is ridiculous. It was the first gen to have regional forums, which is, like, the best thing they've ever done. And I feel like people take that for granted nowadays because they expect to see them. But Gen 7 was the first one to do it. The characters, I feel like it was the first time they fleshed out the characters really, really well. Um, because before they went to 3D and stuff, the characters like really weren't that fleshed out. See, I don't. I thought Gen 7 was so slow was my problem with it. <laughs> Everything else you're saying is true, but dude, I felt like I was just mashing the A or B button like just to yeah. get I'm like dude I mean I get it like it's not my my main point much. why I love it also the selection of Pokemon you can like have a playthrough with is really amazing like all the all the different Pokemon on the different routes there's like a lot like just on the first route or two like you can get a ridiculous amount of stuff uh so the variety is pretty crazy and I don't know uh there's some great OSTs there's some uh some great like you know cities and towns like it's just overall the pokedex is really good uh and a lot of my favorites are from gen 7 so hell yeah and I, i'm biased because it's b's favorite as well and like i don't know we just love gen 7 in this household <laughs> you guys are living in a bubble a gen 7 bubble you're like it's so great and she goes yeah it is you're like see i told you yeah, yeah. no what one's there challenging i'll challenge it Gen 7 sucks. No, I'm just what about Actually, you? I like Gen 7 too. Mine, it used to be Gen 2, like Gen 2 including the Gen 4 remakes. Gen 2 kind of, it doesn't hold up well is what I'll say about it. The pacing is trash in that game and the decks is bad. The, yeah. Gen 1 and 2 just suffer from that, like the move pools kind of suck. Like the move pools, like you catch Pokemon, it's super cool, good typings, good stats, and it just doesn't learn anything good. It's like, yeah. what was the point of this? So I can't say Gen 2 in good faith anymore. Even though I love it, it introduced breeding, uh, which is amazing. Introduced, like, you know, the day and night cycle. A lot of cool stuff. It fixed a lot with Gen 1 as well. Very cool. Not my favorite anymore. Gen 5, baby. That's where it's at. Best decks. It's got Sock, obviously. So, you know, that's pretty <laughs> easy to say. Uh, best decks. Best animations and sprites and best sequels, too. Black and White 2, simply amazing. Like, the black and white, black and white. Just... It, it was perfect. It, they were. I remember Gen 5 was so ambitious because they were like, we're not using anything. In the original playthrough, you don't use any old Pokemon. You have to use yeah. all the new decks. And, I, and everyone hated that initially. They're like, that's that had never been done before. But they crushed it. That's how good their decks was. It was amazing. Cockledur, yeah. Cross... I mean, I have two of them in my top six. Crustle, Scrafty, Cockledur. Uh, so many amazing Gen 5 like new Pokemon. Sock, obviously. Unfazant, obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, well, am I? You He's not know. kidding. Uh, let's see, Palpatode, like Seismitoad, you know, like just so good, dude. Amazing, amazing gen is what I have to yeah. say about it. I thought I, Gen Five was simple. Gen Five is usually like, so I have this joke every time someone asks me my favorite Pokemon gen. I always say like, five is my opinion in public, seven is my opinion in private, <laughs> because 
because not anymore. Everyone loves. Yeah, I've been asked the question so much that I just got over it and I just started saying seven. But uh, five is like you know a lot of people love it. And I think something so that's good. nice about Gen Five for like the timing of the game was it was before three D, but they had been doing two D for so long they really mastered it. And then like gens like six and seven like had to get a bit more experimental. Where Gen Five, I think, was just like just really polishing something that was already really good. Um, so it, I feel like it was hard to miss with with Gen Five, and it just it shows. Uh, dude, yeah. the the fucking music when your HP is low. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why did they only do that once? I don't know. Come they on. crushed it, man. Bring it they back. absolutely crushed. I know, dude. There was a lot to appreciate about that game. Like N is a great villain, not villain, like rival or whatever you want to call him. Like, yeah, really good. Oh, High Dragon too. I'm telling you that gen. One of the better pseudos. It's, it's too lit. Like, it's so I'm a bit lit. of a Pokemon hipster. I'll admit it. A bit, yeah. So, so you're not here. It's his top six. You haven't so, thought about half those Pokemon in your whole life. So the pseudos. I just, Hydreigon gets a pass, but like, I don't like Garchomp that much. I don't like Dragonite that much. Love Uh, Garchomp. How do you not like Garchomp? It's a uh, shark and a dinosaur. The best pseudo will always be Dragapult. See, I'm saying this before Gen Gen 9 comes out. There's no way the Gen 9 pseudo Dragon will even come close to Dragapult. Who's the best pseudo legendary? Best pseudo? Probably Titar overall, right? Like Titar is second. Most popular, yeah. Uh, is it I don't Gar- know about Gar- that. You don't think so? Most popular? You think it's Garchomp? Yeah. Because of Cynthia? It, it could be Titar. Dude, everyone loves Titar. Titar got introduced to Jen earlier, so it's like more time for people to love it. It's true. Titar rules. Titar, Titar recently came out in Pokemon Unite and is completely broken. Yep. I hate it. Just, you know what's funny is everyone used them for like the first week like you couldn't play a game without them um and now it's like everyone's kind of against it they're like all right i'm not playing this i've not seen a game with t-tar and like i played a couple ranks like four or five between today and yesterday no t-tar in either game like on either team i was like that's unreal i got i was playing it every game just because and i kind of got a little bored of it so we've been running blessy t-tar and that is a combination <laughs> that the only, the only letter it could spell is W, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's too easy, honestly. It will it's get ridiculous. nerfed eventually, is what we'll say. Yeah, de- oh, absolutely. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we're, in Unite, we're both masters. I'm almost 1,500, I think. I'm getting there. But yeah, we're both masters. So like, we play, but we're not like, yeah. you know. I mean, we're, you know, we're really good. Like, Zachary Zachary's really wants our us team, to join yeah. his team. Is yeah, exactly, doing. yeah. He needed us to bail, bail him out that one time, so... <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, man. Pokemon's lit. We should just do a Pokemon podcast. We basically just did. We just yeah. should do that as a side project. We were talking uh, about trying to get a guest on today because uh, we only have two people. This is my first time doing the show with two people. Same. Technically, I'm doing the show right now with someone that was previously a guest. True, actually. <laughs> so glad I'm not anymore, man. I'm back in there. Can't get rid of me um yeah dude i was just looking at so ultimate wanted the top the top seeds are just so ridiculous like just kind of jumping yeah, back to that. i really want to see like gluto versus zachary or something like absolutely that. Like, just for for the culture you know what like it's it's been a while like give me a classic like that it's so have funny. they ever played mm, i can check real quick 
I don't know. And Gluto did just have he just beat Leo, so like he's obviously the, doing well. There's some like really cool stuff in here too. Like Bloom is in this bracket. Ashimo, Base Mage is traveling to to Europe. Fatality. Knox Umbra. Let's go. Let's go. Literal crickets. <laughs> all right, not a Belmont fan. All right, it's all good. <laughs> like uh, Gluto versus Zachary, you said. Yeah. Let me see. And he had to. I wonder what characters actually would pick against like some of these people. You know what I mean? They have played. Well, they played at a summit. They played at summit and two GG Prime Saga kickoff. (laughs) I don't even know when that was. Honestly, Uh, Gluto is up two zero lifetime. Oh wow, nice. So, but it was against his wolf. Wow. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It has been a long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. So we'll see. Dude, that's the other thing about summits that rule. Like, I love the summit roster too. Like, the, the invite roster. Like, obviously, I'm pumped that like Dom got in and stuff. Oh, do we have the final member soon? Oh, it's it's coming up soon. Um, I love this roster because there's so much representation across the board. Like, yeah, Akul, Like having Akola there. Period. It's just every set he's gonna be in. Everyone's gonna be watching. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah. Buzz. The Buzz is a classic beyond a household name. Uh, yeah. Riddles. Obviously deserves it. So consistent. And he's Canadian too, which is dope. Always good to get, you know, another country in there. Leo. Don't even need to say anything about that. Leo Cola. versus Nicola. It's got to happen. Yeah. Cola. You. Proto coming back too. I love seeing that. Yeah. Proto. I, I, Leo has a couple people on his hit list here for this for this tournament. Proto and Nicola. And, and dude. Dude, this could be really good. Yeah, I want to play like all of these players, basically. If Onin gets in too, low key, Leo's got to get revenge on Gluto too. Last time they played, Gluto won. Yeah. This could be the this could be the Leo revenge tour. He tweeted too that he's gonna try. Do you see that tweet? I did not. For he Summit, tweeted, he said, "I'm gonna try." He said, "I'm taking a break. Uh, I don't think he's going to anything next couple weeks." But he said, "I'm gonna practice, and I really want to win Summit." He said that shit. Wow. That's Leo. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I'm telling you that that SmashCon, it, it was like a domino effect. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he is definitely not happy about that. You can already see it the way he was playing at Rise and Grind. Like yeah, and, you know Rise and Grind was a great tournament. Um, but still, it was just Leo dominant. Like it was just insane. Yeah, it, it really was. It was wild. That is what we're used to seeing from Leo. But let's see what happens here. It's close it between Jazzo and AK. It's so close. Reminds me of a. Uh... The Smash Factor performance, like certain brackets, I think Leo like just tries a little bit harder, and you can see it in the gameplay and the character selections too. Yeah. Like, oh, I dropped one game to the buzz at Smash Factor. Switch to Joker. It's like, whoa. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Is it that serious? He's like you too, where it's like, what's the character mix gonna be this time? You know, yeah. like, like what's gonna happen here? Is it? I mean. That was all ages, but that I think was a good ages bracket too. Let me, I mean, it was a lot of Rob, which has to be good for. Yeah, I just imagine it has to be. He played against Jared as King too, who took a game as well. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, it was a pretty wonky set, but a pretty close one as well. You know, who we didn't shout out that we needed to shout out from this from Rising Grind. Shout out to Peanut. Shout out to Peanut. That was the closest Leo got to losing a set that whole tournament by yeah. a lot. It was last hit. Yeah, game three, last hit. 
He three would everyone after that, except for Jared is King, who was 3-1. He three would Myron, Kirby Kid, Atomic, Anathema, Zomba. Ned had a really dominant bracket until top eight as well. He went, uh, I think he went 0-2 Zom- in top eight. Yeah, and Zomba had a really good run as well. We didn't really mention Zomba, but Zomba was so close to getting into Summit, so yeah, Dude, gotta shout Zomba out. Love how Ned's been playing. The one thing about him is his character pool gets fucked by Rob, which is hilarious because of the yeah. tournament he was playing in. Like PT, that's their worst matchup, right? Or that's what people say. Uh, I mean, when I played, that was the matchup I, I heard the most about like being a losing one. And Sephiroth, um, that's volatile shit too. Yeah, with Sephiroth, I don't think it's in- incredible either. Um, so yeah, it's that is tough. Uh, when I was playing. When I was just practicing today on stream, a lot of people were saying, like, like Samus is tough for PT, Min Min, Young Link. Just, so you, just with those handful of characters, I guess you could get the idea with what could be hard with, with PT. So I would say Rob fits into that category, too. That makes sense, yeah. Damn. That sucks for Ned. He was playing so well that day. Yeah. Siski had a good tournament. I'm just saying. I'm Siski so, is another very consistent player. I wish. I think Shine, like, I think they're doing some reseeding stuff because I can't see the brackets right now. Oh, really? Yeah, because I really want to see, like, the... I have the attendee list, but it's not sorted by, like, you know, by anything useful. It's, like, most Twitter followers or something. Oh, Melee is also going to be lit at Shine, which is really cool. Cosmos is um, also registered for Shine. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dark, Dark Wizzy. Yeah, that's strange. I don't see the events, the, uh, anything I think either. They got to be reseeding or something. Yeah, definitely. Damn. Oh, Me- Melee is going to be lit, though. J Mook's going. Mango. Hbox. It's too lit. I think Axe is going. It's too lit. S2J? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'll be watching Melee. Can't wait. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, a lot of good Smash coming up this weekend. And then, it doesn't, like, this is not the end here, though. Because obviously, you got all the BTS stuff coming up. Uh, the Arcadian, I can't wait. Like, who the hell is going to win that? I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, who isn't ranked that is just going to be a clear runaway? Yeah. Um, that, and then Summit is always, like... Summit's, Summit's just the best. There's a lot coming up. It's actually a bit overwhelming just talking about it. Like, there's just so much to talk about. There's Shine and Wanted. There's Summit coming up. There's uh, the Arcadian alongside the main stage stuff. Like, there's just a lot going on for, for Smash. Yeah, it's good, though, man. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a point in time where we did this podcast and there was nothing ever coming up. Like, it was Yeah, just... we had to come up with the topics ourselves. Yeah. But right now, we have a lot to talk about, and it's just the two of us. So I, I guess there's that's something to be thankful for because we actually have a show to do. We don't even have Charles talking about Fox for 15 minutes. We're filling yeah. the time. <laughs> uh, dude, and World. We did talk about Pokemon mindlessly for a couple minutes there. Yeah, it's there's... all good, though. It's all good. Can't That's just... what they want. They don't want us to talk about Smash. They oh, want God. us to talk about Lorantis. Sock. Lorantis. Yeah, uh, like Sock, Lorantis, like Bear Tick. Avalog. The, the classics. All the greats, yeah. Yeah. He couldn't point out one of those Pokemon, you know what I mean? <laughs> In a lineup, you'd have no idea. I love that. Phil's list of his favorite Are these Pokemon? Pokemon? So funny, yeah. It's like, you made those up? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and dude, there's a lot of... I can't wait for Sean this weekend, too. Well, hey, it's in my backyard, so I don't have to travel, which is really cool. How like far I, is it? 
exactly. It's it's like forty minutes from Boston is the thing. It's not super close to Boston, so you're gonna fly <laughs> into Boston though, which is neat. Uh, we'll definitely hit up some cool restaurants and stuff. We'll have to yeah, social media it up, but bro, I'm so pumped. And then there's like the cast. I don't think we've announced the caster lineup yet, but it is super dope. Like it's it's super homey vibes, which I'm. I don't know. I'm always down with that for casters. That's my advice. I know everyone always asks for commentator advice. Be easy to work with. Be someone people want to hang around because it's going to come down to like, there's so many people that, you know, you apply and you're in this huge pool of people. Like one easy way to stand out is be super easy to work with. So I've always said that we should do like a commentary portion. Maybe one week when you can't make it, Charles and I will do a commentary thing. Pink was so funny, dude. When we did Givitational, we got up, like it was, uh, Marcus was hired as a caster. So it was like me, Marcus, I think, Charles, I don't remember who else it was, but we got off the couch and Marcus just looked like dizzy. And he was like, dude, commentary is so hard. How do you guys do this? He's like, this is the easiest thing in the world, you know? I could um, just see that. I wasn't there, but I could envision yeah. that so well. Hello, Marcus, man. Yeah. He's, you know, like, he's just such good vibes. But that, again, like if you're a caster and you're trying to break through, and this is not even just Smash, like this is any, this is like life advice. Like just be easy and like good to work yeah. with. You know what I mean? Do good work and just be be pleasant. I don't know if I could be a commentator. You should come through. You should commentate the Arcadian. They should have top players commentate the Arcadian. That'd be so hype. Be not dope. a bad idea. It's fun. I, I just will. have to get in such a specific like mindset. I feel like we'll get on the block, bro. We'll we'll rock it. I'll yeah, if it's with you, then like. Just like Unite, dude. I'll just carry you. It's not a big deal. Oh, Same thing. You're used I'm to so it. Down. Get yeah. in the backpack. Uh, <laughs> what, what's the thing I was going to say? The, uh, yeah, it's, it is really nice. Like, especially at one point I was competing so much and commentating and that is like fucking exhausting. And I honestly, you'd see a dip in performance one way or the other. It's very rare to do well in bracket and like feel like you crushed all your commentary plows. It's too much. It's, it is way, I don't want to say it's too much. Like it's impossible, but it is a lot to ask. And like, I work a full-time job and do all that stuff too. So it's just like, where's the time? Like, where do you even yeah. like, something is going to suffer at some point, you know, and it's not going to be the full-time job. I'll tell you that much. So it is what it is. <laughs> and and I, commentary, people will light you up for way more. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's just tough, but it would be probably a cool experience for you and other top players to go to an event and not worry about performance. Like you just show up and play, like play for fun and commentate. Like, and let's be real. Like everyone loves top player commentary just cause like, just because. You guys can do no wrong. Yeah, I could just say, like, yeah, that job is actually frame two, and it's just completely <laughs> it's wrong. True, yeah. And wow. chat's like, yeah, he's such a genius. Like, love when Tweak talks about frame data. I wish more commentators did this. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, thanks, dude. I, really I did commentate that. a little bit at Invitational. People liked it. But because I'm not a commentator, every time I spoke, I'd be like, am I speaking for too long? Like, Really? I, yeah, I was like, because, like, TK is, like, right next to me. <laughs> and I want to be respectful of the yeah. person that actually does this for a living. So I'd be like, I'd talk about something and I'm like, should I just like, like stop? Like, mm. am I like speaking on like a specific scenario for too long? Do I just move on? Like, you know what I mean? Like it, that is a really good natural inclination to have. Cause a lot of new commentators, I was this way too, when I started and I still do is I, you just talk too much. Like, because, because yeah. you want to, you know, but it, it is, commentary is really really about two different skills and the first one is being able to talk obviously and the other is listen like listen and pay attention like those are such important skills and for a long time i had to really learn that it helped me out like not just commentary like real life yeah. too so it's, it's good shit 
Um, yeah, commentary rules. I love it, man. It's so good. But if you're thinking that, you're already on a good path, is what I would say. Like that, that is like a really good, good thing to be be aware of for sure. Especially like on four person. That was four person couch commentary. You really yeah, don't want to over. I think that's welcome. especially why I was like every time I spoke, I'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be speaking right now. <laughs> So I I hate multi-person commentary because I think Smash, like, maybe if you're doing doubles, you can use more commentators. But I really think two is more than enough to talk about the action on the screen in Smash. Yeah. Like, there, a lot is happening, but not everything needs to be talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, especially at a top level. Like, at a top level of commentary. Like, if you think about – Coney talks about this all the time. And TK talks about this all the time, too. But, like, knowing your audience and, like, who you are talking to and, like, what, like, because if you're talking to Evo, one thing I loved about Evo commentary is they do appeal to, like, the lowest level of viewer. Like, I, I love watching Tekken. No fucking clue what's going on, really, aside from the health bars going down and big combos and stuff. But it's exciting. Yeah. And the commentators play to that. They're going to, you're going to appeal to, that's the masses, right? In Evo, you get 40, 50,000 people watching. You're going to appeal to the 200 people who want to hear about, you know, Heiachi's frame data? No, you don't want to appeal. You got to appeal to the map. You want your game to be digestible and playable. Like that's the goal at the end of the day and fun. Yeah. Like you want people to be that I think is like the number one job of a commentator is like make the tournament or make the game that you're playing both obviously be appealing and interesting to the point where people want to join the scene. That's why I joined Smash. Like it was a, a big part. I wanted to be a part of the scene, a part of the story, you know, the story is so good in Smash melee and, and ultimate both like it's so strong. So yeah, that's why when I was mentioning, like, maybe I'm tunnel visioning on, like, a specific scenario, it's, like, that, too, I'm thinking of the viewers. It's, like, like, where do I even start talking about this if someone might not even, like, understand it? And Slash, they might not want to understand it. <laughs> like, Definitely. They're just watching for fun, so. You're thinking, you have good instincts, that's for sure. Like, those are good things to be thinking of. But it's also interesting because you can't be thinking of that because it holds you back while you're commentating because now you're, like, juggling thoughts. Yes. You know what I mean? Because now you're, like... I mean, that's how I am as a person. I'm such, like... I worry so much all the time. So (laughs) it just makes sense. True. Um, (laughs) Right. You're, like, oh, what about this viewer? What about TK? What about Charles? What about Hatch? Like, they're not talking... What about this? What about production? Like, you... Yeah. And then... It's funny because when you get to like as a com- if people go down the commentary path, at some point you're gonna hit a tournament and be like, holy fuck, there's sixteen thousand people watching, there's eight thousand people, like whatever your number is. Yeah. And you just for me, I just like felt this weight. I was like, fuck, like there's so many people. Every word I'm saying is being heard by so many people right now. Yeah. And then I realized that I was like, you got it. Don't think about that till later. Like that has to be that's a later thought, you know. That's yeah. like future has deal with that like we're gonna push that aside because you start thinking that shit and it weighs on you but it's yeah it's crazy how much like eventually you just do so many events like that you don't even think about it or care anymore like i honestly though like i think i tweeted this before what was was it collision with max right i think i tweeted it before the collision top eight i was like i'm low-key like a little nervous right not bad but just like anticipatory like yeah it's an important turn you you leo and spargo were all there like it's an important and light like it's such an important tournament i just wanted to do a good job so it happens to the best of them like there's always something that can make somebody feel nervous about commentary so that reminds me of uh how i feel about playing on stream and smash I actually prefer to play on the mainstream setup than any other setup in the venue. 
And whenever I mention that, like it surprises some people because like, obviously there's people watching and like, there's probably the most pressure on that setup than any other setup, but I don't know if I've done it so many times and like, it's just, it's low key more comfortable than like playing like on a random setup off stream in the venue. Like I always tell people like, yeah, like sometimes the TO would be like, Oh, this is queued up for stream, but it might be a while. Do you want to play it out now? Like, like sometimes they ask you stuff like that and I'll tell them like, I'll do whatever, but I'm completely fine with waiting for the stream. Cause I like prefer it. Like, plus it also like, you technically have the most distance from the crowd. So like, even though it's a lot of pressure cause it's what everyone's watching physically, they're farther away from you. So I kind of like the comfort of that, but yeah, like, it, like you saying that, like, you know, you just been to so many events that you get used to. It kind of reminds me of that. And uh, it's just funny because it always surprises some people when they ask me, like, how I feel about playing on stream. I'm like, like, I prefer it. Like, wow. <laughs> I never thought about that. It makes sense in a lot of ways. And there's it's probably- the best setup because it's the one they put the most effort into. It has like the <laughs> headphones one. and like the chairs, like nice monitors. Yeah. yeah, like it's technically the best one. So, right. That and um, what's the other thing? That and they – see, now I lost my train of thought. The other thing is since you've done it so many times, you've been there, and you feel comfortable in the stream setup, there's a good chance your opponent is feeling more pressure for being in there than you do too. You know what Like that's yeah. like kind of an advantage that you have. Probably stops applying around like top 64, top 32 area, or maybe even top 128. But still like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty sick. Yeah. Never really thought about that before, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty funny because sometimes like – if I'm about to play off stream and I see a big crowd forming, I'm like, damn it. I wish this was on stream. Like, like yeah. I'm just more used to that at this point, which is just pretty funny. Yeah. And I mean, and then obviously like even at another level, I always encourage people to play on stream. Cause then you get your VODs and like, you could yeah. see like, Absolutely. it's just a good learning experience either way, but it being your comfort zone is, is really interesting. How do you feel about you're playing the French dimension? How do you feel about that? I have not, but Bro, uh... that's the worst of both worlds. Cause people are close to you. They're yelling at you in French. You have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> the hell you're trying to translate in your head. That guy just rise and me. grind had so many streams for their event. Uh, it's yeah. It's funny. They had like a, a French stream. They had like two mains. Like it was, pretty interesting because they started top 64 like around like five eastern five five central six eastern something like that and i saw that i was like oh damn like are we gonna be here all night but they just had so many stream setups and like they're playing some of it off stream that like it was progressing way faster pretty interesting yeah, I know. I went to watch some of the VODs and I wasn't looking and I just started clicking on them and it was like they weren't speaking English in a lot of the VODs. I was like, whoa, what's going on? You know what I mean? I think like, there was French and Spanish. Yeah. It was cool, yeah. It was really cool. And again, like it's just our little world is blowing up a little bit more. Like it's it's great. Like it's, yeah. it's really, really, really good for uh, the scene and just in general, honestly. So yeah. type, man. I can't wait. I'm commentating this weekend, obviously. I can't wait. I think... This is my first event back since like the wedding and since uh, like honeymoon and all that stuff. So I'm really excited. Oh to... wow! There's so many people. And I have shine of all things. Of course, yeah. yeah. And, like, I was supposed to go to Rise and Grind, but I had a family <laughs> thing come. Like I had a family thing. I I sorry, cagged. I forgot about. Like I was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. That sounds great. And I was like, I'm sorry, man, I forgot. I got a dip. Yeah. Um. So I couldn't go to Rise and Grind, and now I'm going to Shine, obviously, which is going to be great. So so many people I haven't seen in, dude, like two months almost at this point. So. 
I'm excited to get back in the saddle and definitely play a lot, definitely commentate a lot, like just be there. And it's probably like speaking of commentary, probably my number one thing for commentators is like always be at the venue and like, don't like be leaving a lot, like take in your job is to project the feeling of the venue through the mic. So like there's a huge upset that happens off stream. Like you could say, yeah, there's a big upset. That's crazy. Or you could be like, the crowd was going nuts. Like they were screaming, like you have, you know, being there is like a whole different thing. And I think that's, that's probably what I missed the most about the pandemic was just the being there is so important in smash. It's so, so important. So it rules. It yeah, rules. I can't wait to play too. It's funny. Cause I missed like one week of a tournament yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I need to play like right now. Like Bro. just, and that happens from like watching a tournament, at least for me, like when I watch a tournament, a lot of the time I boot up smash right after, even if it's like two in the morning for me or something, like I can't help it. Like, so it's kind of funny how that works. Like Smash Con, I'm there. I play whatever. Like, uh, miss miss Rise and Grind, but I watch it, and it kind of like re inspires you. Though it's like, okay, now I definitely want to play. Like, even though I wasn't able to make Rise and Grind, it's like, okay, now I definitely want to make Shive. So fingers crossed that I'll be able to. Yeah, you seem better. You were rough last weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, watching was watching was tough. I was like, you gotta mute your mic. <laughs> Want to hear that? Jesus, <laughs> the heck? Uh, yeah, I think that just about covers everything, which is crazy. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard with two people. Yeah, I need Charles, like you said, to talk about Fox for fifteen minutes so I can <laughs> have, a, have a mental break. I know it's it's <laughs> nice. Well, Marcus too. Like Marcus will go off. I mean, we all do it. Like we all go off on tangents about different things, and yeah, it's just it's funny because it's just you don't realize how relieving it is to just listen sometimes you know be like yeah that's yeah. true i didn't even think yeah we like we were talking about with commentary it's also like a, a chance to recollect yourself and like realign yourself with what's going on a lot of times i look at like notes for what we want to talk about next and i'm like oh shit it's my turn to talk again dang so yeah definitely missed marcus and charles first time we did two people on this podcast yeah. i know i messaged i messaged light i was like dude can you do a huge solid he's like i can't tonight sorry so we are gonna get light back on soon i know um, we've been talking about having more guests on period. So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll start doing that more and more. It's just been hard since everyone's so busy trying to play There's so many events yeah. and everything coming up, but we'll, we'll make an effort to do that a little bit more. So absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I'm good. If you are, bro. Yeah. Thanks for watching y'all. Episode 62 is a wrap. See y'all after shine. Wait, I love this actually. Cause you know how there was a time where I just wasn't on the show this like gives me plus one. You know what I mean? Like Charles and Marcus weren't here today, so like I'm I'm coming up. I gotta catch up to them in the number of episodes we've been. Oh, on. true. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll never catch you. Obviously, they get a minus but, point. Yeah. Well, they say they did zero. You know, and I get plus one. You know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm catching. I don't know how, how did you guys do without me. Was it like eight and ten? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I actually want to check that. We start our own Pokemon podcast. So that's where we we'll really get them. Yeah, that's where we'll catch up. Yeah, we just got to give them a fake, <laughs> fake busy schedules. Like, yeah, you actually can't make it. <laughs> you can't make Don't worry. Don't show me your schedule. I know you can't make it. It's okay. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> the heck? Uh, yeah, good episode. All right, guys. See you. Bye.